This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Constellation of Philosophy by Nicias Manlius Severinus Bothius. Translated by H. R. James. Book 4, Good and Ill Fortune, Song 7, The Hero's Path, and Section 35. 7. Dost thou then see the consequence of all that we have said? Nay, what consequence? That absolutely every fortune is good fortune. And how can that be, said I? Attend, said she, since every fortune, welcome and unwelcome alike, has for its object the reward or trial of the good, and the punishing or mending of the bad. Every fortune must be good, since it is either just or useful. The reasoning is exceeding true, said I. The conclusion, so long as I reflect upon the providence and fate of which thou hast taught me, based on a strong foundation. Yet, with thy leave, we will count it among those which just now thou didst set down as paradoxical. Why so, said she? Because ordinary speech is apt to assert, and that frequently, that some men's fortune is bad. Shall we then for a while approach more nearly to the language of the vulgar, that we may not seem to have departed too far from the usages of men? At thy good pleasure, said I. That which advantageth thou callest good, dost thou not? Certainly. And that which either tries or amends advantageth? Granted. Is good then? Of course. Well, this is their case who have attained virtue and wage war with adversity, or turn from vice and lay hold on the path of virtue. I cannot deny it. What of the good fortune which is given as reward of the good? Do the vulgar adjudge it bad? Anything but that, they deem it to be the best, as indeed it is. What then of that which remains, which though it is harsh, puts the restraint of just punishment on the bad, does popular opinion deem it good? Nay, of all that can be imagined, it is counted the most miserable. Observe then, if, in following popular opinion, we have not ended in a conclusion quite paradoxical. How so, said I? Why, it results from our admissions that of all who have attained or are advancing in or are aiming at virtue, the fortune is in every case good, while for those who remain in their wickedness, fortune is always utterly bad. It is true, said I, yet no one dare acknowledge it. Wherefore, said she, the wise man ought not to take it ill, if ever he is involved in one of fortune's conflicts, any more than it becomes a brave soldier to be offended when at any time the trumpet sounds for battle. The time of trial is the express opportunity for the one to win glory, for the other to perfect his wisdom. Hence, indeed, virtue gets its name, because, relying on its own efficacy, it yieldeth not to adversity. And ye who have taken your stand on virtue's steep ascent, it is not for you to be dissolved in delights or enfeebled by pleasure, ye close in conflict. Yea, in conflict most sharp, with all fortune's vicissitudes, lest ye suffer foul fortune to overwhelm or fair fortune to corrupt you. Hold the mean with all your strength, whatever falls short of this or goes beyond is fraught with scorn of happiness, and misses the reward of toil. It rests with you to make your fortune what you will. Verily, every harsh-seeming fortune, unless it either disciplines or amends, is punishment. Song 7, The Hero's Path Ten years of tedious warfare raged, ere Ilium's smoking ruins paid, for wedlock stained and faith betrayed, great Atrides wrath assuaged. But when heaven's anger asked a life, and baffling winds his course withstood, the king put off his fatherhood, and slew his child with priestly knife. When by the cavern's glimmering light, his comrades dear Odysseus saw, in the huge cyclops hideous maw, engulfed he wept the piteous sight, but blinded soon and wild with pain, and bitter tears and sore annoy. For that foul feast's unholy joy, 
Grimpolifimus paid again, his labors for Alcides win, a name of glory far and wide, he tamed the centaur's haughty pride, and from the lion reft his skin. The foul birds with sure darts he slew, the golden fruit he stole in vain, the dragon's watch with triple chain, from hell's depths Cerebus he drew. With their lord's own flesh he fed, the wild steeds hydra overcame, with fire neath his own waves in shame. Maimed Achilles hid his head, huge Cacus for his crimes was slain, on Libya's sands Antaeus hurled, the shoulders that upheld the world. The great boar's dribbled, spoon did stain, last toil of all his might sustained. The ball of heaven, nor did he bend, beneath his toil his labors end. The prize of heaven's high glory gained, brave hearts press on, lo heavenward lead, these bright examples from the fight, turn not your backs in coward flight, or is conflict won, the stars your mead. End of Song, The Hero's Path, and section 35.